Welcome back to another episode of Randomality at its finest. It's Sheldon here. I'm joined with Chris today. Um, Chris, say hi to everybody real quick. How are you guys doing? Um, I am very, very, very excited to be on this podcast. Me and Sheldon have been talking about this for months now. Excited to have you. And I'm glad that you get to be my first one back. Um, to everybody who's listening, if I have any viewers still, thank you so much <laughs> for sticking around and hanging through the inconsistencies. Um, so today, Chris and I are going to be getting into the mud a little bit. Um, a little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. Um, we're going to be talking politics. I think this is going to be my first full political podcast. I've mentioned things like global warming and the environment before, I think, with one of Aaron's podcasts. I don't know if I've really gotten into anything else. I haven't listened to anything else than like the first two, but mm -hmm. that's what drew me in. For sure. Because you're, I, I will not lie, your podcasts are amazing. It made me want to get Appreciate my own it. podcast. Like it just, because to sit down with a friend, which I consider you a close friend. Likewise. And to sit down with somebody that you know and you like and to be able to have a conversation, but to be able to have other people like hear that, that's mm -hmm. a whole different thing. Like it's so exciting because, you know, me and you, especially when we're at work, which I know we can't mention where we work, but like when we're at work, bro, we have a great time. Yeah. So. Um, and that's kind of the goal of the podcast, right? Is to bring joy to anybody who... um you know, I, anybody who's just having maybe a bad day to be able to sit down and just listen to something. I know the politics doesn't usually um, bring that into people, so that's why I don't do them too often. But I also do use this podcast as a way to get my thoughts off of my chest and to cycle ideas with people. Um, so that's why we're doing this today. Um, but anyway, if you don't mind, uh, let's start off by if you don't mind explaining overall where you think you stand politically. Um, politically. So I am what you would call by definition, a centralist. Okay. Which means that I'm right in the middle. Um, and I agree with, you know, some things from the right side, some things from the left side, but mm -hmm. I would also say I'm kind of leaning left Okay. a little bit, um, which we'll get into those, those topics, topics and issues and stuff like that. But uh, I definitely am a centralist and because I, I can agree with both sides. Mm -hmm. There are definitely, you know what? My eighth grade uh, GoPo teacher said it best. He literally said, and I'll quote him. He said, both sides want to fix the country. They just have different ways that they think that they're going to do it. Exactly. They, so, they believe in the same end goals, but they don't know how to get there exactly they and can't so agree that, on that that kind of hit kind of hard because mm -hmm. i was like well that that makes a lot of sense you know like because it you know they when you're young they try to paint you in this circle especially with with your parents like think about growing up like my mom's a hardcore republican mm -hmm. you know so that's all you know when you grow up yeah and then you're able to form your own opinions but you also feel like you're painted in this circle but once he said that my senior year of high school, I literally was like, well, then there we go. Because that mm -hmm. makes it okay to like, I like some stuff that the right has to present and I like some of the left stuff. Well, and that's how it should be, right? It shouldn't be all one side or nothing. Um, To kind of explain, I think 
people who listen to me, who have listened to a lot of my episodes, probably have grasped it a little bit, but I consider myself mostly right-leaning, but I do have some more left-leaning ideals. Um, When I was younger, actually, you might be surprised to know this, maybe not, um, I would have considered myself probably more of a Democrat. See, that is surprising. Um, And then over time, see, I have the type of personality that senses the balance of things at least this is my perception of my personality mm-hmm. i sense the balance of things not only in politics but in just human relations right mm-hmm. for let's say for instance to describe what i'm talking about if you see two people picking on somebody i'll be the guy who will come in and kind of defend that person because i feel the balance is off right yeah um and i'm kind of that way politically sometimes um not to say that i don't have my ideals that are stand still but if I see one side's kind of, in my opinion, from my perspective, being pushed um, further than the other, then I will join that side, right? Um, that's and, not the case completely, but I think that has something to do with the change in my opinions. Well, that that to me is kind of like you, you, you're very, um, for those who don't know Sheldon, he's a very um, intellectual, analytical person. And that's why I think we get along so well. Probably is because I also am very intellectual, analytical. Not saying that I'm, like, super smart, but I just, I pay attention to stuff. And Sheldon, for those who don't know, is a person who, he stands by his beliefs, but he's not one that if I, if I were to bring up, like, a great case for anything, mm-hmm. you couldn't, even if you didn't think that that was not the case, for sure, you would still listen to the facts. Absolutely, and that's why I kind of gravitate towards you because not a lot of people do that. Not a lot of and people could do that. Just to immediately lose some people right off the bat here, I—that's why I so strongly love Ben Shapiro's true uh, quote. He says, "Facts don't care about your feelings." And that's kind of the way that I like to live my life. Oh, dude, Ben Shapiro's great. He's great. He's great, but a lot of people hate him. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be people. You know what? We live in such a culture right now, and we live in a cancel culture Mm -hmm. where, you know, somebody gets mad, but they have enough of a following. So, you know, it it doesn't matter. Like, to the... For the old days, for mm-hmm. example, you know, you're, I'm sure you've experienced this because I've experienced it personally. Like for me, for example, my grandpa would like get mad at something and it's like, okay, that's just you mm-hmm. who thinks that. But like now we have influencers through mm-hmm. social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, you know, Snapchat, whatever you take it, yep. or even TikTok. TikTok's huge nowadays. Yep. We have influencers and so many people that like them. And I don't want to say that they don't have their own opinion, mm-hmm. but it goes back to that conversation where, like, when you're young, the people that you like, you kind of yeah. go towards them. You, you gravitate their to way. them. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, Cancel culture has been so big mm-hmm. recently, which blows my mind because a lot of stuff I don't think you should. I don't think you should. I don't think you can judge people off of what they've done in the past. That's exactly 
Correct. Spot on. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to me. Uh, And also we live in such volatile times, you know, we're going through a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's the first time that I've ever seen, like, cause I know you're not that much younger than me. Uh, we're same age, but I think you're a little month, couple months older than me. Cause I'm May 7th. I'm November. So yeah, we're both 22. Mm -hmm. So you have also seen that like that shift oh yeah and it i think really i think most people within me. that age group probably from 21 22 23 that area have probably seen what you're talking about yeah to a certain well, standpoint for sure dude because we when we grew up we grew up with like mac computers but the ones that like the had old the school back to them you know yeah. the tvs that had the back to them you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying i'm saying the younger generation and i'm not trying to make it seem like i'm trying to like out the younger generation or like trying to be mean but like they grew up in a time where they just i don't it's not that they don't think but they're so quick to go to the next trend and we were never yeah. like that you know, I had a really interesting conversation about that kind of thing with John. I think you have you met John? Did you meet John? The one who used to work at our Yeah. Yeah, no, John yeah. John's awesome. I actually saw him the other day. Yeah, so I had a really interesting conversation with him about um not specifically what you're talking about, but cell phones and its impact upon the younger generation, right? Um, and not specifically cell phones, but cell phones today and social media today. And his opinion was really interesting. It did actually kind of shift. It didn't fully shift my opinion, but I definitely understood where he was coming from. So definitely go check that one out if you haven't been listening um, to that one. Anyway, let's go ahead and get right into this. Well, we're going to start off with a uh, <clears throat> with a kind of a heavier topic. We're going to start off with religion, um, specifically religion and government. Um, so the way for everybody listening at home that this is kind of going to work is I'm going to try to share my fully developed opinion here, and then I'm going to listen to what Chris has to say about my opinion, where he disagrees, where maybe he agrees. Um, and then we're going to, if we have a disagreement, we're going to see if we can't talk it out. And if not, we're going to try to find that good stopping point where, okay, maybe we just need to agree to disagree. Um, but anyway, moving right into it my opinion on religion. Um, I am somebody who very highly values the Constitution and our Bill of Rights and the founding ideas of this country. Um, So one of my very large values is the freedom of religion. Mm -hmm. I think one problem with this idea of freedom of religion, though, is that while this country was developed with the idea of freedom of religion, you're allowed and free to praise who you want and, you know, and how you want. I mean, that was, that's kind of the whole point, but, you know. But something that we have to remember when we, not that I'm excusing it, I'm just putting it out there. The people who founded this country were Catholic usually and Christian, right? Yeah, so definitely. it was founded on those ideals. Um, but the reason I say that is I think that's why today we have maybe a little bit of an issue or a battle in terms of religion and that specific right, um, freedom of religion, because I think its founding ideas were by one heavy set religion 
And I think that's kind of influenced, if that makes any sense, where we are today, right? But I do want to make it clear that I am a firm believer in the idea of freedom of religion. Um, and going into that more thoroughly, um, something that I wanted to address is something that really annoys me. Um, for people who don't know, I consider myself a Christian. Um, I don't consider myself to be the best Christian in, in the circumstance that I don't go to church very often. Um, I believe personally more in just your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. I believe in prayer and in if you have that relationship and if you are doing your best to try to portray God's image in your life, then hopefully you will be accepted um, into heaven. That's my personal belief. But one of my biggest irks with people who share my beliefs and with people who are Catholic and Christian specifically, mm. is their overwhelming pressure upon people who do not share that religion. Um, it really bothers me when I see uh, people telling others how they're doing it wrong, right, with their religion. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because I do understand that in the Bible it encourages you to spread um, this idea of God, right? And I actually thoroughly believe in that idea because obviously, for instance, you're my friend, right? Yeah, of and course. And why in the world would I want you to go to hell, right? I want you to join me in heaven as to my religion beliefs. Of course. Um, but there's an effective way of spreading my ideas and God's word and name, and there's a ineffective way, right? Oh, yeah, of course. And when you go up to somebody and you tell them, this is what you're doing wrong, this is what you're doing wrong, you're going to hell, right? That conversation becomes a, in in the person receiving, on the receiving end of the conversation, it comes in as a, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. And naturally, a person's instinct when they hear they're doing something wrong is to dislike the subject and the conversation. So what you're doing is you're pushing people away from God, right? Now, do I believe that that person... Um, would be better served in my religion. Personally, yes. Obviously, that's a blinded perspective mm -hmm. um, from my end um, because I have the beliefs that I have. Uh, but I just very strongly dislike the way that people go about it. The way that I like to go about it personally, and Aaron, who I've had on the podcast a few times, he and I yeah, have... Shout out to Aaron. He's for a sure. great guy. He is awesome. Um we have conversations about religion all the time because he has a religion that's different from mine. Um, I'm not going to mention what it is because I'm not certain that he would want me to do that at this moment with him not here to explain it. Yeah, of course. Um, but he does have a religion that is very different from mine, and we very much idealistically disagree in terms of religion. But the way that we go about our religious conversations is really neat. What I do is instead of trying to find where maybe his ideals are different from mine, I listen and I learn about what he knows and what he believes. And it then helps me personally understand where my beliefs are strong, right? Mm. And then what we do is we find where we agree, right? Yeah, we find those values where we agree. And that is such a bigger and more productive conversation because at the end of the day, Let's say that I have certain values that it turns out Aaron has, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, maybe he changes his mind, 
because he likes my values. You know, and you never know. But oh, I just, never know. I just think that that's a much more efficient way to go about it than the way that you see your typical Christian and Catholic believer go about I mean, it. And they fight about everything. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Fighting and telling people that they're doing things wrong is not the way to achieve what they're trying to achieve. Your thoughts on that? My personal opinion. So, first of all, I want to say to everyone that not only are me and Sheldon pretty close friends, but um, we are comrades. So, anything that gets said in this podcast that we disagree on is not going to shape our relationship. Exactly. But this is how I feel. So, I grew up Catholic. Mm -hmm. Catholic 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 so my aunt my mom well my mom she wasn't really catholic and she had me uh she was told she could never get pregnant mm-hmm. she ended up getting pregnant and she actually used to call my aunt tanya which is her youngest sister a bible beater mm. you know she was not so that's not very was, nice she was not into the whole religion thing but that's because mm-hmm. how she grew up she didn't think you know and she didn't have to no, exactly, and that's that's the beauty of it is you don't have to. So I grew up um, Catholic. I went. I had to go to CCD, mm-hmm. which if you don't go to a Catholic school, you have to go. So if you go to like public school, you have to go every Wednesday mm-hmm. for like two hours, learn about like God and the saints and stuff like that. And I don't disagree with that, but. My main thing now is, and I'll explain it all, but I think that God is the universe. Now, let me explain that. So, okay. in science, there are theories, there are laws. Laws can be proved every single time. Mm-hmm. Theories can't be proved every single time so we have the whole big bang theory Mm -hmm. and so god created the universe right Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking now as a 22 year old male um you know conscious of my own mind i think that god actually was the big bang Mm -hmm. and then that would make sense because we're all created in his image Mm -hmm. because the the main thing is you know, it all of the world is atoms. Yep. Atoms and molecules. Everything. And those atoms and molecules, they get recycled. So, like, it would make sense then if you were talking about it that way mm-hmm. that we were made in God's image because everything was made in God's image in that way. That's just how I feel. No, I totally agree, actually. Um, the, you know, so, so, like, the big ba- – they can't prove that that happened. But, because they say it's like, you know, you had a ball of 100% energy that was smaller than a grain of salt, Mm -hmm. and it created the whole universe. What if that was God, you know? Well, the crazy, this is why I love having these conversations, because the crazy thing is, is my opinion on that specifically lines up almost perfectly to what your opinion is. Um, The one thing that I've never understood and that's that's been a real hurdle for me in my religion, um, and it's something that I've personally discussed with so you're, God. You're full Christian. Right? I 
I would say so, aside from the church going part. So you 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 pray and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Because I do too. For sure. Uh, well, and that's that's where I that's where I disagree with cathedralism, if that's how you say that properly. Uh, um, uh, I think the Catholic religion, um, Catholicism. That's yeah, how that's you say a, it. thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, the, where I disagree is I don't believe in this whole idea that you need to go see one man and explain away your sins, right, and confess. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. I I don't believe that especially in today's day and age, right? I find it, for me personally, hard to get on the, on board with the idea mm-hmm. that s- this man at this church has been specifically chosen by God, right? Mm-hmm. And now I have to speak to him to go to God. For me, I think if God really knows, and again, this is just my opinion, and if you disagree, that's totally fair. Um, I actually completely agree. Um, but... My my issue is that I think if God is really this big being that I believe he is, right? And if he really is overseeing the whole planet, and if he, the universe rather, um, I think that you should be able to have a conversation with him, right? Um, so that's where I kind of differ from that religion. But anyway, going back to what I was going to say, my biggest hurdle with that theory and with my religion for my whole life has been the dinosaurs. Um, That's always thrown me off because the Bible does not mention the dinosaurs and especially Noah's Ark really um, kind of confuses me because they mention all sorts of animals, but they never mention a dinosaur, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then also if scientists are correct, which I believe scientists tend to be correct. um, I mean, science is kind of... It's what we know. Yeah, but anyway, if they are correct, then the times for the Bible are incorrect um, in terms of where they're finding fossils, um, you know, according to the where they're layered within the earth. They've proven that certain fossils were there before the Bible claims that the universe or the world was created. Um, So I don't know how to explain that. It's that part that really stumps me. Um, But again, that's going back to this idea that we are humans and we do make mistakes. I'm not claiming that that is a mistake. Um, and there are things that maybe we don't have correct. I don't know. Well, um, you gotta, honestly, you gotta remember that, uh, obviously the Bible was not written by God himself. Yeah. And that's, yep. Um, they were his father. And, and that was such a different time too. Mm-hmm. You know, where um, it's just like now. Like we believe certain things now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying science is wrong, but me personally, I believe that science is something that's never supposed to be figured out completely. Yeah, I think a lot of scientists would agree with that. I think that I think that God because I believe in God and I Mm -hmm. believe God is the universe, which honestly might throw people for a loop. You know, and I don't know, Jesus was a person, Muhammad was a person. I mean, let's go back to the, real quick, let's go back to this. Mm-hmm. The only reason that, you know, I mean, you have Judaism, you have Christianity, which has all these subways into it, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have um, Islam. And the only reason that they believe in the same God 
and the same devil, like mm -hmm. hell and heaven. They just call God different things. Yep. Uh, Which is interesting. In Judaism, they don't believe that the Son of God has come yet. Mm -hmm. And in Islam, they believe that it's Muhammad. Mm -hmm. That's a prophet. And then in Christianity, obviously, you have Jesus. Mm -hmm. They all were real people. I mean, it's 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 hearsay. Like, we don't know. That's for the sure. thing, is we don't really know. But what I know to be true for sure is the universe, as you can agree with me, has a crazy way of doing stuff. Like, it's... Absolutely. It's, you know, and I, I think of the universe as a living, breathing creature, which is why I think of it as God. Mm -hmm. Because in in that sense, it would make sense. Because in the Bible, it says, like, we're all made in his, in his image. So is God supposed to be, like, black, white, Mexican, Asian, you know, Filipino, all that stuff? No. Yeah. No, he's well, not going to be the same. To kind of go off of that, I recently, well, not recently, I saw a meme going around before the election that really bothered me and it, it just frustrates me to see things like this. It was a picture of Jesus and it said, Jesus wasn't white. Jesus wasn't American. Jesus wasn't this. Jesus wasn't that. And it's like, okay, well, first off, why does that matter? Second off, there's so many problems with what you're saying, mostly because nobody cares what color his skin was back then. Quite frankly, I don't think that mattered at all. No. Um, at that time, of course, that started to matter as we go into history, unfortunately. But at that time, that didn't matter. So I don't see why it should matter now. Um, and then another thing that really bothers me about that is America didn't exist. You know what I mean? Um, well, it did, but it wasn't not it, the America. It wasn't today. actively. Yeah. Yes, it wasn't what we are now. So I don't understand. I understand that the idea of that meme was to say you know, to religious people, hey, your God wasn't all of the was all of these things that you probably hate. It's the assumption that religious people hate, you know, or dis dislike people of color and that they believe that their country is the only country, you know, all these stereotypes. Yeah. And of course there were a whole bunch of other things on the meme. I don't really remember what they were, but it's things like that that are so divisive and so irritating and frustrating for someone who's religious. Um, because it kind of hits you in a place where it's like, so you think these things about me, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's oh, it, frustrating. It, I definitely get where you're coming from. Cause you know, a lot of people have different opinions, which is fine. I am so for people's opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of people have these opinions, but the problem with them having these opinions is they're not necessarily listening to your opinion. You know, exactly. They they just throw it in your face like, okay, this is definitely fact, mm -hmm. and then they don't give you a chance to rebuttal. Which, if we're gonna be honest, Jerusalem, talking about the Middle East, okay. If Jesus grew up there, he was definitely not white. Mm -hmm. I would agree. You know, he, and he was a carpenter too, so he was out in the sun all day. Yep, he's definitely not white. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying he's black. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But he I agree. He, he definitely he was Middle Eastern and I don't I don't know how people don't how people are ignorant to the fact. I see and that's what blows my mind, Sheldon. You know me and you know that I am I can't I can't get down with that. 
Mm-hmm. Like, that makes no sense. Why would he be pure white? He worked in the sun all day. He also unless, was in the Middle East. Unless he's from the movie Twilight and he's a vampire. He exactly. Definitely that. Unless he's <laughs> Edward, he's not going to be completely white. So it, it doesn't really make any sense. For sure. And I also don't think... I, it's it. This is the hard part. This is literally the hard part, is we're trusting people's account of what happened we don't really know yeah you know and i'm sure you know and that's the whole thing about the bible and the torah and the quran is it was not written by god himself it was not written by a prophet it was written by people at that time who witnessed this yeah their perspective which is why i feel like it's crazy because like you know a lot of christians so i'm catholic but a lot i'm i'm not really catholic you know but I know a, what you mean. A lot of a lot of Christians even would, you know, look at us and be like, "How dare you? How dare yeah. you defy the Lord like this?" But people forget that that was a certain time zone, mm-hmm. and those were the rules for the time zone. Like we're we're in such a different time zone now. So different. You know, I mean, society, society has changed so much. Oh, yeah. So much. And, and and I feel like, you know, if they what they say about God is true, like free will, everything like that, I don't think he's going to judge us that hard. For sure. I, I, I would agree with you. If you grew up to a certain, a certain way, standpoint. But if you grew up a certain way. For sure. Well, and I don't know if you've heard the song Dear God by Dax at all. No, I don't listen to Dax because all he does is talk. This this is not going to be good for my future career. But all Dax does is talk about how he was a janitor six yeah, months see, ago. Okay, I'm going to... I don't want to get too sidetracked from the politics. He's still good, though. He's still good. But Christian and I, on our first podcast together, I talked about that and how I didn't like how... Um, what was the word that I use? How cheesy he was sometimes. Um, but um, I've been listening to a lot of his new music, and um, it is almost like I, I told Christian, actually, because Christian DM'd him a version of the podcast where oh, we talked really? about him. Yes, he did. Wow. And he actually replied to a different message a little later on. Um, so I was thinking to myself, because he changed his music style after after that podcast, and he even had mentioned people saying that I'm this or that, right? Mm-hmm. Using words that I specifically use. I'm thinking to myself, well, did he listen to it? That's probably a little um, overzealous to think that no, he did. No, 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 no. But you see, that's the thing about not to cut you off, but that's the thing you don't understand, bro. Like famous people, they care. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we live in a world where the stigma is they don't care. Mm-hmm. They do. They see the comments, you know. Oh, yeah. Especially Dax. You can see him in YouTube. He comments on. Yeah, exactly. So, and, you know, and a lot of people have been like, yeah, that that stuff hurts. Like, when Mm -hmm. people send me that stuff, that stuff hurts. So, it definitely. But anyway. He definitely probably saw that and was like. But the interesting thing is that the next song that he released, again, mentioning some of the things that I had kind of criticized i i in in that podcast i did praise him as well because i think he's very talented um but i did criticize him because this was right after he had restarted his beef with a whole bunch of youtube rappers 
Um, and I'm actually a bit of a fan of a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of annoying to me because it kind of felt to me at the time like he was just trying to, you know, increase his views, which was a little, you know. I, and that's exactly to me, why they do that, though. To me, exactly I, had, I had a little bit of a problem with it. So we, we talked about it, um, about the song specifically where he was um, battling these rappers. And after that, he made a song, and it was really good. Like, it was insanely good, and he hasn't made a bad one since. Well, you, you're going to definitely have to show me. Like, he's made, and dear God, anyway, getting back to why I brought it up, he in that song expresses this frustration with, you know, first off, I think it was dear God. He has a few religious songs. Mm-hmm. He has dear God and then book of revelations so or something. He's a religious man. Yes, he is. Cause I, I honestly, I don't know anything about Dax besides the fact that like, I'll, I'll give you the names. You should definitely was, listen he to was them. A, he was a janitor and then, which, which I'm not, by the way, I'm not hating on Dax. It's just, okay? he brings it up a lot. I don't know him like that. I've listened to a few of, I, I've liked him. I just think that he brings up the fact that he was a janitor too many times, but I did not know he was a religious man. Yeah. But anyway, he has this, he has a song called dear God. Basically the whole song, he starts it off like a prayer and ends it like a prayer. Um, but in the song, he's basically venting his frustrations to God, um, one of them being in today's society, right? He, I think he specifically says, what if we were raised? I'm not directly quoting here because no, I don't remember the not. exact words, but he was basically saying, what if we were raised in a place where we weren't able to be taught your way? And will you forgive us for that, right? Mm. And he was basically asking... Um, That's deep. Yeah, and he was asking these questions like, uh, for instance, bringing up that men wrote the Bible... Um, and I know Hobson has a really good song, Ill Mind of Hobson oh, 8, Hobson I believe, used to go hard, or bro. 7. He has a really good religious one as well where he brings up the same concern. So I think it's a common concern for religious people that people wrote the Bible, right, basically. Um, so you have a really solid point there. Um, but I do want to end this segment off, but I do want to end it off by reinitiating because this is going to really bode well for my next topic, that I very strongly believe in this freedom of religion in this country. I think it is very important. I think it's our founding, one of the founding threads of this nation, and I think it gets lost sometimes. So now that we have that topic out of the way, we're going to move into an even more divisive one, probably the most divisive one out there. Um, we're going to move into my opinion on abortion. Uh, here we go. This this is going to upset some people, but you know what? And Don't come to this podcast if you aren't ready for growth. People being real and also growth. Like you can hear some stuff that you're not ready for. Me and Sheldon talk every day. Almost almost every day. Yeah. And it, it's not this is the point of this podcast, I think. Just, I'm not going to mm-hmm. speak for you. Okay. But I want to kind of speak for you is like, this is not a place that you come to be completely comfortable and, you know, just fantasize about what we're going to say. This mm-hmm. is a this is a place where you're going to hear both sides and I think that's more interesting than a lot of podcasts. Absolutely. So a lot of podcasts, 
you know, they they know who their fan base is, mm-hmm. and they cater to that. For sure. And and that's cool. That works for them. But that's not who you are. That's not who I am. You're right. And I know that's exactly why you brought me on here. That is. So. Well, I specifically brought you because I felt you might disagree, but I feel like you might be level-headed enough to not hate me for the rest of your life <laughs> after our conversation. Well, I will never hate you. So um, you know, we're, 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 we're buddies. But anyway, let's, let's go ahead and get into my opinion. Now I want to point out before I even explain anything about my opinion, my opinion will probably not be on point with anybody's. Um, maybe I'll reach more people than I feel like I'm going to. Um, but mine's kind of somewhat in the middle at times, right leaning at times, left leaning. So overall, I believe as my religion, just kind of, as I stated with my religion, that abortion is murder. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe science proves that a baby inside of a stomach is a living thing at a certain standpoint. I mean, that's that's a very important point that I bring up. At a certain standpoint, it is a living thing. What what do you uh, consider the standpoint to be? And I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not super well rehearsed on the stages of pregnancy. Yeah. Um, But... The, the, the point that I'm going to be more focused on here when I'm giving my opinion is the point just before uh, it becomes a living organism. So I, I, I believe, I'm sorry if I'm incorrect, but I believe that it is considered a li- living organism once it develops a heart or any form of body, right? And before this stage, it's called a potential life, okay? So do you understand what I mean by yeah, that? Yeah, no, up I to totally this point? get you. Um, but... And trimesters, mm-hmm. because there are so many women out there, mm-hmm. and I highly doubt anybody would get it, but there's the first, second, mm-hmm. and then third. I think third is like right like right before you go into labor. Yeah, that sounds right. when you're going into labor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I personally think that it's just like anything else, every other life. Mm-hmm. If you are developing, it doesn't matter if it doesn't have a brain, if it doesn't have a heart. Well, and can I build off of that point really quick? Go ahead. So I, like I mentioned earlier, I I do enjoy watching Ben Shapiro sometimes. He's great. And there was this, um, he speaks in front of large groups of people often, and then he allows people an opportunity to ask him a question, and he has this rule that if you disagree, you go to the front of the line. And there's this gentleman who came up and had asked him about abortion. And he had said um, that he, he believed in abortion and he believed it was okay and that it wasn't murder because they don't have a brain yet. They're not functioning, right? Mm-hmm. And Ben Shapiro said, and I, I don't remember the exact phrase that he used, but basically it's to de- to describe the state that the baby was in that they were talking about specifically is when the baby doesn't isn't fully cognitive of what's going on yet right and what ben responded with was well if you go into a coma is it okay if i kill you yeah because you're that's definitely because you're because you're not you're not cognitive in a coma right he's good good. and and he has a really good point anybody who is you know pro-life right or Mm pro-abortion rather um, would listen to that. It should listen to that if you have a balanced mind and say, well, okay, that's fair enough. I understand where he's coming from. Um, but anyway, let me get further and develop into my opinion here. Um, so basically, 
not to be super specific because quite frankly, like I said, I'm not well rehearsed enough to know exactly where this point is, but this is just where my belief is. Mm -hmm. Um, And it probably does need some further developing so that I can be more specific. Mm -hmm. Um, But at this time I can't. But anyway, basically I believe overall that there is this moment within pregnancy where there are specific parts of the baby that are developed which then make it a living organism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, once it's a living organism, that's where I start to have a problem with abortion. Um, mm-hmm. So there are things such as the morning after pill, right? Mm-hmm. And there are methods for um, aborting a, a child very early on. Um, and a, a lot of the time, a lot of people who are um, against abortion will say, well, that's a that's a potential life. You're killing a potential life. And for me, that's where you're getting into some really shady parts. I mean, it's it's kind of a gray area. It is. Well, and here's the thing. Okay, so let me first discuss the abortion part um, where I think it's murder. Okay. Um, I think it's murder once it's became a living organism because that's what it is. It's murder. You're killing something, right? Something that's living. I mean, that's what we've always gone it's, off of. Yeah. We can't we can't sidetrack from that. Exactly. You're killing something. It's something that's living. You're taking its life away. Um, and I do want to put out there that I personally believe that there should be a law against that. I don't think you should be allowed to murder somebody out of the convenience of your of your life, right? Well, I don't have the money. Well, you probably should have made better decisions is the way I feel um, personally. Um, well, I don't have a good situation for a child or I'm not ready for a child. Well, you shouldn't have had sex, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you got to be more responsible. Or at least unprotected. Sex. E- exactly. Yeah. You, you should have been more responsible. Um, so in my mind, just because you're going to be inconvenienced, that doesn't justify murder. That's the way I personally feel about that. Um, with some exceptions, I believe rape victims... There we go. Should never, ever be forced to have the child of someone who has forced themselves upon somebody. That is ridiculous. That is absolutely And, and when you've been raped, I've never been raped, but I can I mean, imagine... Either, but... I can imagine that it is very emotionally traumatic. And oftentimes, from what I know, and personally from rape, is that when someone is raped, there's a very large amount of time at which they aren't mentally themselves. Yeah. Right? So what makes them stable enough to make a decision about a child? So so there should be no reason that they should be forced at any point to have a child of somebody who they did not choose to have sex with. Right? Yeah. That is so unfair to society and to anybody. It's it's, it's disgusting. That is horrible. That, that makes no sense. Um, um, now, some rape victims decide to have said child, um, and that's okay, you know, if that's your choice. But I don't think that it should be forced upon somebody because that's a life-changing event, no, right? No, it definitely is. Um, this is how I feel about it, personally. Which you said it best, bro. Um, I, I, I don't like abortion, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you should. Uh, here's how I feel. I feel like if you choose to have unprotected sex, or even if you are having protected sex, you know, you and your partner, you have a baby. Well, guess what? That is life literally telling you that's your path. Mm-hmm. And I know it might suck. Babies cost a lot of money. 
but you know my mom my mom for example she was told she could never get pregnant so she mm-hmm. was an alcoholic she did everything she's just going balls to the walls and then she found out she was pregnant with me and she cleaned up her act saved your life maybe the, it, it did no she tells me all the time it saved her life and i'm not saying that that will happen for everybody else but i definitely agree with the rape thing like if you get raped you don't have to carry that baby you don't have a choice or <laughs> you know what i mean you're or put in such a bad spot if the baby's life like if you were going to give birth which this does not happen often mm-hmm. at all. very rare very i know where rare. you're going it was yeah. actually my second exception if 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 you having birth will kill you you should have the right then you should have the right exactly yep. and i know shay probably it's a horrible decision to make Shay but... probably won't like me saying this but you know i have a girlfriend who was raped mm-hmm. and she it, it affects you for a long time probably like she's, forever she still deals with it like it's hard you know I she, bet. Has, she literally has ptsd i'm like sorry to hear that by the way oh no yeah i am too like i but she she sorry shay um but she has ptsd like it's something that like you know i i hate it when i hear about it Mm -hmm. but it's it's one thing it comes in your home and it's different it's so different you'll yeah it's so that's why it has to be an exception right anybody that and again that's going back to people who are over overly religious right I think it's ridiculous to expect a person to not only get over that trauma, but then to go ahead and force them to carry the child of they didn't even, you know, it wasn't even their choice. They had no say. Yeah. And, 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 and how are I'm not saying that they won't love the child, mm-hmm. but how are you supposed to look at this child? Exactly. That, that traumatic. And is that fair to you? the child? And it's not. It's definitely not. And that's the thing, bro. And that's the thing that religious groups, I feel like they don't really think about it. Because, you know, if you, we can argue a lot of Christians or Catholics or anybody in Christianity, you know, they had somebody they were with, Mm -hmm. they got pregnant, and then they had a baby, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's not something that you're going to be like, this is kind of weird, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, and 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 a majority might not be younger. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember being at Southeast, and so many girls were pregnant, and I felt bad for them because their baby daddies were like just running off and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they chose to have the baby because they knew that they could have it. It wasn't like they were raped. It was like mm-hmm. they consensually did well, it. Well, they had a choice. Yeah, exactly. And that's so different. You have a choice to behave responsibly. You know, and I think in terms of having a child, this might sound kind of bad, um, but I think the outcome of becoming pregnant is a consequence of running around and having sex with everybody. You know what I mean? I mean, if you, if you, you know what? I'll, I'll compare it to this, okay? You go to a rusty playground, right? Mm-hmm. Haven't had your tetanus shot yet. You go, there's jagged edges, all that. You want to go play around because you think, you know, it's it's safe. It might be safe. I might make it. It might be fun. 
you know, and it, it might be fun, you know, and it probably is, but you get cut. Oh, wow. Now you need a tetanus shot. Mm -hmm. So it's not, I, people go not... into stuff thinking that mm -hmm. it's not so serious. Exactly. Because that's the society we live in. Exactly. Like we live in such a sexual society. Which I think personally is a bit of a problem. I mean, I understand it, but. Definitely is a problem, especially for younger people. Mm -hmm. Because imagine what we grew We grew up with, uh, we grew up with stuff we couldn't even understand. Mm -hmm. Like Usher is like, I want to make love in this <laughs> club. You know, you had T-Pain, I'm going to buy you a drink or I'm in love with a stripper. Mm -hmm. We were like in elementary school, middle school. Didn't even know what that meant. Jamming out. we love the song. Yep. You know, and I think that kind of sec, that whole era of music, which I know we're not going to do an era of music, but that whole era of music kind of sexualized our generation. Because mm -hmm. then you grow up and you're like, oh, I get that. For sure. You know, I, I totally get that, you know? And that's what's so weird. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people nobody takes that seriously and that's the problem that's mm -hmm. really the so, problem so yeah that's kind of how i look at it is maybe a way of balancing that out right and that actually moves me into my potential third exception but i'm actually not fully decided on this so i'm actually curious to hear your opinion on it lay it on me bro incest Whoa. Yes. <laughs> I did not know we yes. were going so, there. So the reason oh that I say God. that that segments into it is because, look, obviously, I think a majority of people agree that that is disgusting and a horrible thing, right? But for those people who, weirdly enough, are tempted, I wonder if the uh, the idea of being forced to take care of that child would be adequate to deter them from participating in said activities but here's my other side of that then you move into if you make abortion illegal right and you don't include incest as an exception well now you have children right oh. and now you have a potential um situation where people may be feeling forced to claim rape falsely and they may participate in illegal abortions Oof. which is not a good place to be, right? No, that's a, that's a, that, I mean, that's a struggle. And that's also another problem in general with the idea of you just got to have a standpoint where it is um, legal, right? Um, because then you're entering a territory where you have people who are desperate, right? And they're committing illegal abortions, and that wouldn't be good for society at all. Um, so that's definitely a concern, so that's kind of why I've formulated the opinion that I have, which I guess now I can try to put it together as a broader picture as to what my actual opinion is, because I know I've been kind of beating around the bush with it. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, overall, my opinion is abortion, bad. Abortion should be illegal. But I think it should be illegal, uh, or it should be legal for a small frame of time after um, conception, if that makes any sense, right? No, I get that, um, and I, I believe the same thing. And this is where my religion even further comes into it, or my, my ideals for this country and how religion should be ran, the freedom of religion, because what 
conservatives would typically argue in that small time frame, right, where I'm saying it should be illegal to abort a child. Mm -hmm. What their argument is is that, well, you're taking away a potential life, right? Oh, well, yeah, no, and, that's all I've been preaching but, forever. But this idea of a potential life, to me, is nothing but a religious one, right? Um, because then what happens next? If you tell people they can't take away a potential life, well, now you're entering the conversation. It's a slippery slope, right? You're entering the conversation, should people be allowed to masturbate, right? That's a potential life. So now, and now you're telling people even further what they can and can't do with their bodies. Um, and I yeah, think, and when right a government, now. as a conservative, when a government starts to tell you what you can and can't do with your body, that's where we've crossed a See, line. That's against. That's against. That's what against you my views and feel. my beliefs. Exactly, and that's that would be more liberal. Exactly. So that's where my opinion is a little odd, in that I believe that it should be illegal because I think scientifically you can't run away from the fact that you are murdering a child at a certain standpoint, but there is a window where it should be, where where it's strictly religious and it should be okay, right? If you catch it fast enough, and I understand you run into issues where people don't catch it fast enough. Well, I, I'm not going to lie at that point. I get to the, to the opinion of, well, tough luck. You know that what I mean? I mean, I guess, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah. And I guess I never really got your opinion on the incest thing. What, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> because I literally don't know. It's such a weird, it's crazy, weird dude. topic crazy to, to even. About um incest wow that's so crazy um you know <laughs> it's so crazy to think about because uh, we we live in the middle of the country mm -hmm. so we don't have to deal with that like at all and there are some part I'm, I'm sure there are still parts of the country where that goes on but if if you think about it, most of it went on. I at least I hope most of it went on like in the early centuries. You know, it definitely it still like happens. You, well, I know it still happens, but like unfortunately, like back then it's like it was more popular. Yeah, you, you kept it in the family, mm -hmm. and that was how they thought. Which is also something that we've been talking about this whole time—the generational thing. Which, in my opinion, that's a good generational change, right? Oh, that's they're a not all negative. Great generational change. Um, no, it. I don't. And it's okay if you don't have an opinion on that, because obviously it's a weird one. To I have, have an opinion on it. I don't think it's good. Well, obviously, I think most people can agree with at that. At the same time, like this is where people are gonna like judge me hard. Is I don't at the same time like live your life <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, such, it's such a terrible thing to say yeah, i get it like, i know what I you're saying i don't i don't get it because that's not me. basically let me try to get this right what you're saying is to me disgusting you but you do you boo exactly okay, like gotcha. I, like you know i can't i me and you but both. in terms of the abortion specifically I know I didn't even fully get well, your opinion on abortion. Thing, Do overall, what's your opinion on abortion? Is it similar to mine, or is it different? I know that it's hard to be. So overall, um, my opinion is I don't like abortion, but 
there are things like if you get raped. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Do you think my opinion is a well-formulated and a fair one? Yes, 100%. Because you know what's... You, you want to know why it's fair is because you're saying exactly the same thing I'm saying. Like, if you get raped, you should not have to carry that child. But if you yeah. do decide to carry that child for a long time... Well, then you made that conscious decision, mm -hmm. you know, and that still sucks to say, mm -hmm. and that sounds really bad, but you knew you were pregnant. Well, so why would you carry that child for that long? Well, and I want to be more specific because I don't know, um, I might be misunderstanding you or maybe you misunderstood mine, but when it comes to rape, I actually believe that that person should be allowed to abort at any point. And I, that's not going to be something that people agree with, but what I was saying about the mental strain on that person, right? They are not in a position to make that decision yet. So how can you force them to say, okay, I want to keep it or I don't in that time frame that I've just provided right in my, uh, my stance, right? And I've said is, this you have this small time frame. like a terrible person because, I mean, this is... I mean, everybody has their own opinion, so mm -hmm. nobody get on me about this, but... This is for, from Mia safely. You can say it, whatever you it want. It definitely is, like... So, personally, to me, like, I can't speak. Like I said, Shay, she got raped. Mm -hmm. She has PTSD from it. Mm -hmm. Like, she deals with it all the time. Great woman, by the way, I should say. If I'm talking about Shay, great girl. Amazing. Uh, but we all have our downtimes, as you mm -hmm. know. You know, I've had my downtime mm -hmm. too. Um, I just think, you know, if you find out that you're pregnant and you were raped, you know, there, there you have options. Mm -hmm. We got Planned Parenthood. You can literally go there and get it for free, mm -hmm. which we're talking about abortion. Um, yep. But if you if you know you're pregnant and you choose just to let that baby develop, at some point you got to take responsibility of that because you let that happen. I don't believe that any woman who was raped should have that baby. But if you know that you're pregnant, if you willingly know that you're pregnant and you choose to let that develop, mm -hmm. at that point it's it's your it's your. So you just think decision made, yeah. Yeah, like I mean. If if I personally, which I cannot speak for any girl, mm -hmm. but if I was raped, which would be absolutely terrible, and I found out I was pregnant, you know, you can you can do certain things. You can terminate the baby, mm -hmm. or you can just be like, all right, I guess. And just I'm to pregnant. put it out there, obviously, the situation we're covering is not a super. <laughs> Fortunately, not a extremely um, common situation, but it does happen. No, but and more than anybody wants it to. Um, so that's why we are going at such great lengths to talk and about we're it. We're not saying that um, any person that's been raped, like you should have that baby. That's not what we're saying. So let me articulate it a okay. little bit better. So if I was a girl. Who had just gotten raped right and then you know 
obviously you miss your period you go take a pregnancy test or you go to the doctor mm-hmm. and they say you're pregnant well you have Excuse two me. you have two choices right now okay and 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 i don't believe that they should ever carry a, a baby to term if you're raped because that's not your that 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 was not your consent mm-hmm. you know you didn't want that but if you choose to ride that out well at some point it's kind of like okay well you you took a set you you, you let that happen mm-hmm. not the rape but like you let the, the baby, the baby develop. yes um and and at some point, it's kind of like, okay, if you were willing, you had two choices. You could have killed that baby, which would still be traumatic. I get mm-hmm. that. But now you're in a place where you can't do anything but have it, or you can kill it, mm-hmm. but people will look on you unfavorably, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but if you let that time go on i believed in like you should probably have it like because yeah. you because you made that decision like what else were you going to do yeah because you had a choice i understand your perspective i tend to for the most part agree with it and i'm not um, i'm not I, I i hate to say this i'm not bashing on girls that got raped but we obviously me not. and sheldon will never have any idea what you guys went through you know i'm just nobody saying will. If the circumstances were that you found out you were pregnant, as crappy as they be, as crappy as they, it, it, and that would be the worst circumstance too. But if you found out you were pregnant, you have two choices in that situation. I feel like, yeah, obviously you're faced with keep it or don't. Exactly, and no. that, that's just like that's. I mean that's. That's basic human And the only place that we disagree on that is how long you have to make that decision, right? Um, Well, yeah, but I feel like, I feel like you find out you're pregnant, you just, and this is, this is where it gets into some, some murky water mm -hmm. because if you, I I can't say it because I've, I've never been raped, but if you were raped, I feel like if I were raped, which girls, I'm not, I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from. Any girl that's ever been raped and gotten pregnant afterwards. I feel like if I found out that I was pregnant. You would instantly have your decision made. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Because, okay. I mean, it kind of comes from the thing, like, you can think about your life. Mm-hmm. I, I get it's trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be easy. But, like, that baby is something that you can decide. I feel, I, I don't know. I feel like that's something you can decide right now. I get where there. you're coming from. Um, anyway, I think we should wrap this this segment up. Um, yeah, we should definitely. Uh, the, I do want to end it on one last note. Because I think it's important that it's mentioned with my opinion being what it is. If we were to make abortion mostly illegal, um, if we were to do what I'm suggesting, right, and make abortion basically illegal. So lay out for okay, the full, listeners, lay out fully, your plan. Fully lay developed your plan. opinion, make abortion illegal with the exception of those things that I mentioned. Maybe incest. I haven't decided on that yet. I, that's a weird topic, though. Um, but anyway, 
make it illegal except for that small grace period, the time of between conception and wherever we can firmly agree that it is now a living organism. But what is that period? I is and the, like I'm saying, I I can't be specific about that right now. It, I'd, I would I have to further I would have to further develop that. Um, but anyway, just to really wrap this up quick, um, and then also before that, there be a grace period where you can indeed terminate the baby because it's at that point forcing your religion upon people. Now going into what we would have to do next is we would have to fix our foster system. Um, oh my god! That, because that would that lead to more. It would lead, and we're not going to get into that. Yeah, that's a whole just because that's a whole thing. thing. Yeah. But that would definitely lead to more people being in the system. Um, and I think it's broken as it is, and that needs fixed. But anyway, we're going to move on to the I next topic. I will say one thing though. Yeah. I completely agree with where you're coming from. Good. Yeah, and I think most people would. And I'm that's not, just a smart way. And, of and I'm not it. somebody with all the answers. You know what I mean? I'm openly telling you I don't know. I'm, right? Nobody is. Um, that's the thing. And nobody knows the answer. But I think this is something that, as a society, we need to stop bickering and we need to come together and have these conversations. Right? Well, you know, it's never going. Uh, it's never going to happen. But you know, like this abortion thing, my opinion is very much down the middle should be suiting. Both sides are given a little bit of the rope. You know what I mean? And I think that we need to, as a society come together and give a little bit of our rope. No, I definitely get that. And I love exactly where you're coming Mm -hmm. from that because that makes so much sense. And I don't, I know a lot of people, I mean, if, if, people listen to this i know that they probably won't agree 100 percent, but that's the whole point of the podcast you're not supposed to food for thought with everything that we say this is something that you listen to and you just kind of form your own opinion for sure so now we're gonna move into another controversial topic which i don't want to spend nearly as much time on as we've just done the last two because quite frankly well, no, not that. It's that this one could go on even further. This <laughs> this is a conversation that it, has never been... How do I say this? This has never been a calm conversation between people. And people either are one way or another. Um, oh, let's go. So we're going to get into the gun conversation now. Oh, that's a good one. And I, and I call this a gun conversation because I personally... This is going to sound weird, but I have statistics... That kind of puts you in a horrible decision that you're just going to have to choose which well, is better. if you have better. statistics, I think for your podcast, you need to say those statistics. Oh, I'm going, I'm going to share them. Uh, well, um, I think you need to share but anyway, them first before you ask me my I, w- I will do that. Um, okay, so <clears throat> me personally, I believe in my right to bear arms. Second I, Amendment. I believe that that is... One of the founding ideas that this country was created on, and I believe that it is crucial to the further success of this country. Can I say one thing? Yeah, go ahead. And I'm not trying to diss the Second Amendment, Mm -hmm. um, which is not saying that I believe in it or I don't, but... The Second Amendment was created because we didn't have a standing army Mm -hmm. at the time of the British, like the revolution, you know, the British army was over there. We gave people guns 
in small towns because we didn't have a standing army. So like, well, yeah, part of the amendment is the right to um, what's the word to basically have a group of people prepared to fight against an, a tyrannical government. A militia. Yeah. I'm a, like yeah. not really a militia. Um, I forget no, the word. But we had that because we didn't have a standing army. You know, this country mm-hmm. was very young and this, all, I have to make this super clear. It's not saying that I don't stand for this. Mm-hmm. It's just that like the reason it was created was because like the British might roll through your town. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you don't have so a what, what you're saying is you think situations have changed basically. A little bit, yeah. I understand because what you're saying. Who, who, who? That's a fair point. Who, who's going to roll through your town now? At the time, the British might come through your town. Mm-hmm. We don't have a standing army. Well, now, okay, let me go ahead and explain to you why I disagree a little bit. I understand where you're coming from, but now the purpose of the guns. See, this country was developed out of the idea that we don't like somebody telling us what to do. Right. Oh, of course. A yeah, government, a governmental, a governmental figure. We do not want them to tell us what to do. That's the basic ideology of the United States of America. Right. Freedom. So now, it's ironic though, because look at where we are now. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's you're totally it's spot ironic, on. Bro. And anyway, so the idea. There's two reasons to have a gun. Well, three. One. Because you can. Freedom. Right? Two. Well, I guess you could say four. One, because you can. Two, hunting. Tell me all four. Two, hunting. Right? People use it to hunt. Three, protection against criminals. Right? Somebody breaks into your house. I want the the ability to protect my family. Well, and that's, that's also a thing that's super hard. Like, I don't think that you should not have the ability to protect yourself. Exactly. If somebody... Like, if somebody broke into this house tonight, you would want the ability to defend Protect your myself. family. Exactly. Not, not only yep. yourself, but your family. Like, And then my final reason is to protect against our government becoming what we escaped. And that that is... And that's where we get into the shady parts of the argument that people shouldn't be allowed to have we're gonna be as put they on say the AR15s right we're going to be put on that, the watch and list, it's man. always funny listening to like news channels and people in government talk about like automatic weapons right and they literally don't know what they're talking about at all and i'm not going to pretend to know what i'm talking about because i i'm not into that scene Sheldon we're going to be put on a watch but list. i'm telling you now that is, in my opinion, those are the four core purposes for owning a gun. So while it may not be, as you said, it's the situation's different, it's no longer to protect from, you know, the British or, you know, whoever, but now it's to protect us from what we ran from, right? And can my little handgun protect me against a tank? No, but it gives me the opportunity to go out fighting, right? No, I, I definitely get that, but you you realize... <laughs> We're going to be put on a watch list. <laughs> well, look, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Been. Every time I mention something about a dog, I get dog advertisements on my phone. So they're li- they're listening no matter what. Get ready okay? for the FBI. All right. Um, so, so anyway. Um, no, I totally agree. And I was just bringing that up just so people could know. Because mm-hmm. I don't think people, I don't think, and this might just be me. 
but I don't think people pay enough attention to history. Oh, no. And so they don't know that's why that thing, mm-hmm. that's why the Second Amendment. Well, and we could get into in some crazy place. stuff. See, I'm kind of a history nut, so that's me too. That's why you've kind of got me excited over here. But we but, could we could get into the like, for instance, and we're not going to talk about this because this could take all day. But oh this God. this idea of um, um, God, I'm having a brain fart on his name. The guy who discovered North America or the America. You mean Christopher Columbus. Yeah, technically. Cri- and no, he wasn't the first one. He wasn't the first but, one, but he was the one who got credited. But anyway, Columbus Day, right? Yeah. People want people that. want that removed because they think that he's all of these things. And if we got into that conversation, I feel confident that I could prove to you that you're wrong. Well, where do you think I would stand on it? First of all, well, well, you just, well, you just said that you hate that day. So therefore I know that I disagree with you. Well, because I think it's very, but, but we're not, we're not going to get into that. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. But anyway, Um, back, back to the guns. Um, what I will say about the guns is, um, you know, I strictly, and this is the liberal in me, I believe in every American's rights. So I believe that you should have a gun. Mm-hmm. Because there are some, like, for example, when um, my second family, they live in Houston. Uh, they live in Spring, which nobody go look that up. <laughs> well, you won't even be able to find them anyway. Um, it's a very nice neighborhood. Um, but they have a gun because like in Texas, you, like you can shoot somebody when they're on your property. Mm-hmm. As uh, in my opinion, you should be. Yeah. But to that, a certain see, standpoint. See, and that, that's, 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 that's such a slippery slope mm-hmm. because in Nebraska, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And you know, in it's my, different in my younger yeah. days. You know, I used to just hop backyards. Like mm-hmm. We should just be on some... Yeah, like, like I said, you should be able to, to a certain standpoint. We used to just be on some dumb stuff. Like, yeah. we weren't, like, taking stuff out of people's backyard. You know, mm-hmm. we were just hopping fences, stuff like that. But anyway, they had a gun because they but live in Texas. if and... somebody is a threat to you, I definitely believe that you have the full right to, to do something about it your second amendment and it, it doesn't necessarily need to come down to shooting mm-hmm. but if somebody's threatening your family or your loved ones mm-hmm. or your way of life in general like if if there was a situation so let's let's just make pretend let's just bs right here somebody kicks in your door right now right now today Okay, and let's say you have a pistol. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people in here that you'd want to protect. For sure. And and even if they didn't have a gun, they're still in your home space. And they're yeah. nobody kicks in a door to shake your hand. Trying to do yeah. good. Yeah. You know? So that's I think everybody should have a right to defend themselves because For sure. There's a lot of, and especially like people like Tweaker, bro, we live in a place where Grand Island is the meth capital of the world. Yep. It's scary. And those people come over here. Yeah, all the time, every day. You know, we have Tweakers. 
So, like, it's not... And I feel so bad for them, but at the same time, like, if they were to run into my house, I'd do the same thing. For sure. Anyway, so now that we're on this topic, I did a little bit of a study. Um, the in the at the time I did this in 2019. Sorry, it's not more up to date, but the only statistics I could get were from 2017. So everything I present is from 2017. Um, but I want to explain to you why I did this study. Um, I was going to get into this. Yes, we are. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this uh, not. I'm sorry for people who can't see. It's I have an act called the George Floyd Act, which we'll get That's into that here crazy. very next topic. Right. But anyway, the reason I did this study, I guess you could call it a study. It's not really like a formal study. Um, but I researched for numerous hours upon end um, because I had a very heated conversation with somebody who very strongly disagrees with my opinion on guns. Um, there's somebody who believes guns should mostly be all illegal. Um, they would prefer to see guns completely removed from the com- from the country. Um, and I disagreed with that stance. And they uh, presented no and they presented to me a not a statistic but a statement that actually had the potential to change my mind if it was correct. What they told me was they told me that the United States has more murders and more gun homicides than any other country in the world. I would say that that's correct. And I said, and I said to them in the middle of our conversation, I said, "All right, here's the deal." It was very late at night when we we had been having the conversation very heated for about an hour. Um, I had said, "Here's the deal. We clearly don't agree. You've just stated to me something that is very interesting." Um, and I said, "So here's what I'm going to do." I'm going to take the night off, cool down. I'm going to research what you've just presented to me. And I'm going to come back to you with my findings tomorrow. Like a rational human being would do. So, here's what I found. I went to the FBI's website. (laughs) They have a website? They do, and they have... Extremely interesting statistics on there, by the way. I wonder Um, what the... Does the CIA have a website? I don't know. Because that would be crazy. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, all of these statistics I found on the FBI's website, mostly. Um, and I compared my statistics, and I just want to give you the rundown as to what I was comparing here. The United States to countries that have stricter gun laws, such as Sweden, mm-hmm. the United Kingdom, and Australia. Okay, so those were the three countries that I compared the United States to. Like I said, this isn't a formal study. It was just kind of me gathering information to formulate a better oh, opinion. Oh, a good study, though. Um, so what I found— You're very intellectual, so it's a very I good try study. to be. Um, so what I found—so obviously, you know, the U.S. population may have grown some since, obviously, 2017. 325 million, right? 835,438. Um, roughly 140 million, 109,238 of those people own a firearm in the United States. Okay. Um, so that's that a very, makes sense. that's a very large majority. Now murders Texas. committed in 2017, 15,129 in the United States. So that is 0.00005% of our population died due to murder. They were they were. But are killed. we looking at just guns or just murder? Well, hold on, I'll get I'll get further into that. That's just homicide, just murder, um, and that's 
in a decreasing pattern it had been over the last three years. So since 2014, it had been constantly decreasing downward in terms of people who were murdered in the United States. Um, murders committed with a gun. So remember the first figure, people who died were 15,129. Mm-hmm. With a gun, 10,982. So wow, that is that is a very large percent of homicides committed with a gun. How many years is that over? Is that just that's just 2017? That's so much. So that means that the 10,980 people. Um, wait, hold on. Sorry, I got to read my statistic no, correctly. So that that means that point zero 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 three three percent of Americans died at the hand of a gun basically that is um if i did that that when you say it like that though it's like it's not that big of a margin but it's still that number ten thousand nine hundred and eighty two. Knowing, knowing what goes on in our country mm-hmm. it, it that that sucks still when i saw that i said well that's quite alarming right yeah you look at that and you say "Ooh, that's rough and then when i started comparing it to other countries this is where i became even more intrigued um, well, first, I want to present more statistics about the United States before I moved into that. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, knife homicides, so people who died due to stabbing, 1,591 in the United States, 2017. That's a Interesting fact, there were 1,272 more black victims than white victims uh, in homicides. Um, we can probably guess that those were in, like, South south chicago probably yeah it's probably st louis yeah stuff like that rapes committed in the united states 2017 reported 117,581 oh dude that's more than the deaths and then theft so burglaries 323,903 again these are all reported cases so of course some go unreported especially with rape there's probably quite a few that were unreported um, aggravated assaults, 769,317, and auto theft, 705,254. That is. So, oh those were God. some of the, the statistics that I found for 2017 in the United States. Now, let's move on to Sweden comparatively. Okay, so Sweden's population is substantially Wait, smaller. Real quick, why yeah. would you go to Sweden? Why wouldn't you just go to like the UK? Um, a lot of people are attracted to Sweden because they're neutral. They're a neutral country, and I, I don't know. It's just... I just feel like the UK would be the next jump. But it probably you know would be. But You're anyway, anyway, Sweden. Um, their population is 9.9 million. I hope I'm getting that. It's either million... I think it's million. Um, I'm As sorry. 2017. Yeah, I, I did this a long time ago, so I apologize if I'm getting these numbers wrong but um anyway so comparatively we're 325.83 they're 9.9 in terms of population so we have a substantially larger population than they do so keep that in mind when i read you the statistics as obviously less people equals less you know what i mean well you'd hope so um but i did gather the statistics per capita right mm-hmm. so the percentages should be roughly comparative yeah so murders committed in 2017 in sweden 113 so compared to cool. compared oh to God. let's see where was that out compared to 15,129 now per, that's sad now per capita though that is 0.00011 percent 
So that's less than us. So obviously, and you can tell by that number. Um, but interesting fact about Sweden having no guns legalized. Sweden was the rape capital of the world. And Whoa. Yep. And higher numbers of aggravated assault than in the United States in 2017. Um, I did go ahead and highlight for Sweden specifically that this information was not gathered from a .org or .edu website. It was from a some sort of Statistica website or something like that. So bear that in mind. If you don't believe my information there, I'm not offended. No, but that's 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 that still is crazy. So now we'll move on to the United Kingdom, which oh, this one was from a from the FBI um, website. FBI specifically in the UK. Um, so they their facts should be pretty solid. Um, but their population, 66.1 million. So 325.83 versus 66.1. So theirs is bigger than Sweden, obviously, substantially. But ours is still massively greater than the UK. Um, their murders in 2017, 709, um, which has been on a rise over the past three years. Um, majority of their murders were committed from knives or strangulation. I was going to say, usually in London or Europe, they do like the knives mm -hmm. stuff. I, I don't even think that, uh, I could be wrong, but I don't even think that London cops carry guns. I'm not certain. I don't think that they do. But anyway, now I have another interesting statistic. So Sweden was the rape capital of the world, right? That's with that tiny population. Up. So basically where they got that information when I read about it was they were taking the rape per capita. So per 100 or 1,000 people, I think it was. And then they were taking that statistic and they had the highest percentage. So basically if you go to Sweden, you had a very large percentage of running into a rape victim, right? Now we go to the United Kingdom. Keep in mind their population is... We have roughly 200 million more people than they do. Um, and they had 179,000 rapes, roughly, um, reported. And we had 117. So keep in mind that their per capita is insane. And their aggregated assault um, cases were um, estimated to be 134,447. So 0.02% of crimes committed there were aggravated assault crimes. That is, dude, that's heavy. Now let's go into Australia. My last one that I have numbers for their population, 24.6. So smaller than the UK, substantially smaller than the United States. We have 300 million more people than they do here. Murders committed, 487. Um, most prominent law issues, so they had 510,000 cases of theft. And if you look at the United States, let's see, we had 323,000. So they have substantially less people than us, but they had almost more theft cases. My God. Um, home theft, 176,000 cases of home theft. Uh, they did not have that statistic for the United States, so I can't compare it. Um, auto theft, 51,869. Um, and also, I do want to mention that at one point, Australia was in the top 10 rape capitals of the world. That 
so the conclusion that I came to after finding these statistics is a few things. Um, and this is what I spoke to the person about that I disagreed with. Um, it leaves you with the decision as a country. Do you prefer rape or do you prefer to be murdered? Right? Because Sheldon, that is (laughs) because you're looking, you're looking at, and obviously I didn't take in every single country that has strict gun laws, right? There are plenty of other ones that I probably could have done and maybe their statistics are different. So I will admit there could be flaws in my study here, but I think I did a fair sweep of Mm. countries and something to think about when we also continue to formulate our opinion on this, the United States um, is one of the most diverse countries, if not the most diverse country in the world. Um, when you look at places like the United Kingdom, we try Sweden be. and Austria, no, we, we statistically are. We have people from all over the place. We are a country formulated by immigration, right? Well, I mean, immigrants built this country. So nobody is from, in this country, the same background. Yeah. Everybody is from a different part of the world. And with that comes more heated conversation, right? And with more heated conversation comes more murderous disagreements, if you will. Well, just one thing I will say before you continue. Sure. Is the problem about people, mm-hmm. I'll just say people in general, because I'm not going to say Americans or British people, or whatever. It's people, and I don't want this to come off wrong, but it's just how it is. And I'm not going to tell it how it isn't. So people, they are ready to stick to their guns Mm -hmm. so fast. You know what I mean? I do. Like, you, we could talk to somebody that was, like, totally a different way. And they would make an argument. That's the thing is like people stick to their opinions, which it's great. Mm -hmm. Like it's a country where you can have your own opinions. Mm -hmm. But people like me and you would rather stick to facts. For sure. Well, and that's what I'm presenting here is that something that you don't see in those numbers, right, is that our country is so diverse. And while I would agree in general, that diversity is good. You have to understand that with diversity comes more problems, right? Because people don't tend, they didn't come from the same place, right? And not coming from the same place leads to different perspective. And different perspective leads to different opinion. Different opinion leads to more argument. Argument can then escalate into, you know, physical harm. Which it should be great. It should, should be, be great that you have so many different people. Mm-hmm. From different places, you know? Yeah. Different perspective. Like, if me and you went to Africa tomorrow, that'd be great. Yeah. Or, like, Sweden or, like, Europe. Any other country in general. Mm -hmm. Even Brazil. Like, just to be able to be like, oh, this is your way of life. Learn culture, yes. But me and you are different. Mm -hmm. We would love to accept that. And a lot of our country does not want to get out of their comfort zone. And And basically what I'm leading that up to say is that I think while, yes, you can directly associate the fact that our guns are so, like, legally free around here, right? That, that, That can, the association between our murders, our murder rate, 
can be directly made with guns, right? That's totally fair. And any even-keeled-minded person who looks at those statistics can say to themselves, I would say that those guns probably um, are a direct link, right, to our murder rate in this country, which makes sense, right? I would say so. But at the same time, you have to think of other places like Britain. They don't have that harsh of gun laws. But people there... Well, you're... Just, yeah, you're not allowed to own a gun there. They just... They like to stab. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't get that. They just like to stab. Well, it's because they like can't... In Europe, they just like to stab. It's because they can't get them. And, and I mean, the, you can get a gun. The, this what, is... What did you do? How hard did you have to fight to get your gun? Well, and see, that's, that's another thing that I was going to bring up. And that's where I had changed my opinion with this person that I was speaking to after seeing that. I believe that it should be a law that you have to take a gun safety class when you get it, right? should be a no-brainer. You don't have to do that. You didn't? No. How easy, just for the podcast, mm -hmm. and for me personally... Well, and I don't have a gun yet. I want to put it on the record, but I could go buy one today if I no, wanted to. No, but how, how was the process for you? So... Which, for everybody that's listening, Sheldon is 22... He is an American. I'm not going to say you're, he's, a, he's your average in, or he's your average American. No, probably not. He's definitely a little smarter than that. <laughs> but, um, I don't know about he, different. different. What, what was the process? Walk um, us so, through that. So here was the simple process of it's actually not difficult at all. Um, well, at least for me because of my ex my circumstances and I'll explain what I mean by that. So what you have to do is you print off a form. This is for the state of Nebraska, by the way. I think it's different in every state. No, it definitely um, is different in every state. But for the state of Nebraska, you print off a form from the state's website. It's a form you fill out, basically your name, your address, all your information, right? And then you have a bunch of questions asking about uh, your criminal background mm. and whether or not you've been a citizen forever or if you haven't, where did you come from, all this stuff, right? So being somebody who grew up here, I didn't have to do anything with the citizenship. Being someone who's never been in trouble with the law, I had no further information to do with the law part of it, right? So for me, it was check off all the no boxes, right? Sign my name, address, Send in five dollars. They sent me back my permit to go buy $5. it. Five dollars. Five bucks. Yeah. Which I want to just real quick bring it back to uh, the Virginia Tech guy that like shot up oh, his yeah. whole. He had mental problems. Mm -hmm. and well, and it does have a spot specifically on the sheet for that too. And he was able to get, like, and and you know there was there was uh, people. Who went in after him mm -hmm. that were like how easy is it to get a gun it's so easy it's very easy if United you can States. check no for all of those items yes and they don't even really i don't feel like they do check them, it but especially he, with criminal the, the psychological thing it's kind of hard to check right i know but because of like, hipaa and, i feel like i feel like it's like uh just like a small town diner mm -hmm. you know you don't really go to all those standards yeah so basically what i added to my opinion after reading this is obviously i'm not gonna lie to you i came to the conclusion that i would rather die than be raped personally um I, if I if you're you there. if you're forced to make that decision right obviously 
I'm kind of being a little bit childish when I say that because obviously that's not your direct decision. You know what I mean? But if you want to, if you want to oversimplify it, then you got to make a choice. So anyway, my, my overall conclusion to my opinion so that we can get on to the next topic, um, is that I believe that guns should be legal. I believe that all guns should be legal, but I believe that you should have to do more than what I did, right? You should have to take a gun safety class. You should have some sort See, of psychological thing, background. You, you didn't. You didn't have to no. take a gun safety. That's, that's what blows my mind because, well, like, and from just go not ahead. trying to interrupt you. No, you're like, good. From my experience, when I was a kid, so my grandpa, he has a bunch of guns, right? Mm-hmm. He was in um, the Air Force mm-hmm. in Vietnam. And then my great-grandpa, who has passed away now, God rest his spirit, um, he lived till he was 98, so he had a great life. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in World War Two. Jeez. And he brought back, like, he brought back, like, the Nazi swastika badge. Mm-hmm. That they'd have on the SS officers. Like, he got that, you know, because, like, at that time, they were like, well, whatever you can bring home back, you better bring home back. Mm-hmm. And he brought home a mortar shell <laughs> that had not detonated. Oh, God. Yeah, no, he did. He did. He really did. You don't got to go through customs on those Air Force points. No, you don't, because <laughs> they literally told the boys, they were like, you know what? Whatever you can grab. Mm-hmm. get it and he also brought home a car 98 sniper bullet mm-hmm. so like it was a different time but like it's not something that a lot of people can know about which is great mm-hmm. i think that's awesome but then it's also like the whole gun thing it's like there were no balances or checks mm-hmm. back then, and I cannot believe that they're still like they didn't fuck. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, sorry, <laughs> you're podcast. good. They didn't. They didn't do anything. No, they did a background check. That's about it. That's it. Yeah. Like they didn't. I had to go to a bank and get notarized. That's that's, that's it. That's about it. Yeah. Notarizing now, can now, be pretty. Ex- now, if you have a criminal record, I can assure you it's substantially different, um, which makes sense. To cover one final part that, of what we're talking about here before we move on, yeah, we might as well just get over this one. Um, we've been on this for a while. Yeah, one one final thing, one final thought is the only question that I pose to my audience who's listening. Right, if if we decide as a country to impose this idea where you have to be psychologically checked out, right? Well, now we bring up this problem in society today, which is the overdiagnosis of depression, right? Um, or maybe not overdiagnosis per se, but there is a large amount of the population that could be diagnosed with depression. Um, and then the question is, are those people allowed to have a weapon? And were they diagnosed properly? Nice. And why were they diagnosed? That so, hard. so that's a question for people to sit on and think about. Do you want your government telling you, oh, because you have depression, you're not stable enough to have a weapon, when really all you have to do is go to the doctor and say, hey, I had a really bad day, you know, I'm having these thoughts, which everybody has some 
moments in their life where they have these thoughts, you know, the thoughts that I'm talking about. Yeah, I, we definitely <laughs> um, But it's like, at what standpoint do you draw the line, right? So that there is kind of an interesting conversation too. Um, so I'll leave that as food for thought for people to think about. Yeah, no, definitely people need to think about that. And also, I'm going to say real quick, if you feel alone you're not alone for sure like you're definitely not alone because i can tell you i have dealt with mental illness all my life and my parents you know my uh, family for example have dealt with it like you're not alone and i don't want to be sappy but like if you definitely feel like you are alone there are numbers you can call and i'll tell you one right now if you there is a suicide hotline but if you don't if you feel like too proud to call that you can call 402 that is 402 two 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 three and you'll get me and my girlfriend and we will help you out in any way we can because i get it there's there's a little bit of pride in that i appreciate you saying that too there's a little if, bit if of pride anybody in that, made though. it this far through into the episode there's a little bit of pride in that mm-hmm. though because i i i know what it is it's it you don't like to like can i be open about it yeah you can say whatever you want about this mm-hmm. folks I tried to take my life recently and you know I, sh- I, I it's not the first time but uh, you know my girlfriend she was with her family um, I could speak freely about this yeah okay as long as you're okay with it and yeah no I'm everybody cool involved it. is I'm cool with it I don't like talking about it necessarily Mm -hmm. but if there's anybody that is listening to this podcast which by the by the way congratulations for making it this (laughs) far um i definitely did try to take my life i was alone and i felt very vulnerable and i don't have a phone so it's not like i can call anybody you know and i know what that i know what that feels like it sucks Because you feel like you can't do anything about it, but you can. So, I tried, and let me tell you right now, like my mom has always told me, even if you can't see it, bro, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. For sure. There will always be a light at the end of the tunnel. I I mean, life is hard. Especially now in COVID and God pandemic, you know what politics. I'm saying? What we're talking about, yeah, today. <laughs> everything is hard. But guess what? You're not alone. So I'll put this For out sure. again. If you don't want to call the suicide hotline, if you feel too much pride, which I get it, I I I didn't even call the hospital. I called my girlfriend. I should have called the hospital. Should have called the hospital. So if you don't feel like you can call the suicide, which also everyone who listens, 
if you just look up if you go to safari if you have an iphone or google search whatever you do you can look up the suicide hotline you'll find it right away you'll find people that will definitely be willing to listen to your story and then they they then they themselves have been through it i just want you to know that so um but if you don't want to if you feel like you connect with this and you want somebody to talk to you then you can call 402 989-2223. And I promise you, I will answer all your calls. And we'll get through it together. Because I know, it's hard. It's hard, especially with coronavirus. And I guarantee you that Sheldon feels the same way. 1,000%. That's he why knows. I'm sitting quietly and letting you take it. He knows. He knows. And it's it's. And I know it's hard. And, you know, my mom always told me there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And Mommy's always right. Mom is always right. <laughs> and I didn't always believe that, but... Sometimes you got to learn things I'm the hard way, right? I'm still here for a reason. You know... Uh, because I believe that, bro. Because you can... Even if you can't see it, there's a lot of things that try to, like, bring you down... But that's not your purpose in life. Like, nobody's purpose in life is to end their life. You have a purpose. So go use it. So either call the suicide hotline, which look it, look it up, Sheldon. Well, let's, let's put our listeners on it. Yeah, sure. And then this is a perfect segment into one of the things that's been bringing, I think, a lot of people down. Um... Which our next topic is going to be police brutality. Oh, um, but anyway, real quick, the suicide hotline number is um, 800-273-8255. Again, that's 800-273-8255. And if you think that you have too much pride, which I don't know why you would. Those people are literally, They're their there to jobs help. are to help you out. But if you have too much pride, you don't want to go corporate. I get it. Call 402-989-2223. So, you know, if you don't feel like you feel comfortable, and if you've made it this far in the podcast at all, just just, just call that number, and I'll definitely be there for you. We're going to get on to something else, but you guys just be safe. Be careful. Get help when you need it. Yeah, um, thanks for that, Chris. So, uh, actually, I think that uh, this episode of the or this podcast rather is running a little bit longer than I normally do them. So here's what we're going to do. I think we're going to go ahead and end it there for today, and then we're going to make kind of a part B to this, and we'll pick it up next time on the next episode in the next podcast with you on the topic of police brutality. So thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for sticking in there with us. I know this has been a longer episode and thank you, Chris, for being on. Um, and I'll see you guys next time.